Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Ukraine's foreign minister doesn't hold back, nor does Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe. Who is taking a step back? Well, I guess you could say Prince William and Kylie Jenner. It's Tuesday, March 22nd. Here's your News Fix. A 96-year-old Holocaust survivor was killed in his apartment in the city of Kharkiv by Russian shelling. As CNN noted, he had survived four concentration camps. According to BBC News, he is one of roughly 500 civilians who have been killed in the city, which lies just 30 miles from the border with Russia. Ukraine's foreign minister described it as an unspeakable crime, saying, quote, survived Hitler, murdered by Putin. In terms of some of the coverage on Ukraine, remember last week when a Russian journalist protested against the war live on TV? Well, the channel, Channel One, has finally addressed the incident. According to journalist Max Seddon, the female journalist has been accused of being a British spy. The head of news at the channel said she, quote, betrayed her country and all of us, coldly, duplicitously, and for a bonus. Also, there has been a lot of talk online about a report from a pro-Kremlin Russian tabloid reporting there has been nearly 10,000 Russian deaths and more than 16,000 injuries in Ukraine. The article cited the country's Ministry of Defense. Curiously, the reporting was later deleted, with the publication saying they were hacked. Mark Austin from Sky News noted that if true, those numbers are higher than the US intelligence estimates of roughly 7,000 losses. For context on this, the Times wrote, quote, the Pentagon's figure was said to be a conservative estimate, but was still greater than the number of American troops killed over 20 years in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. As a journalist from the Wall Street Journal noted, the last update from Russian officials was on March 2nd, stating at that point 498 had died. In terms of what's happening today, Ireland's cabinet will meet later to discuss a plan for the number of Ukrainian refugees it expects will arrive to the country in the coming weeks. An RT News report noted the government are modelling a plan on the basis that 2% of the 10 million people expected to flee Ukraine could come to Ireland. This would be up to 200,000 people. In Monday's other main lines, in a press conference, Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe expressed criticism of the government for taking six years to secure her release, saying she was assured many times she would be brought home. Nazanin went on to say, how many foreign secretaries does it take to get someone home? What happened now should have happened six years ago. For those wondering who served as foreign secretary during Nazanin's detention in Iran, it was Philip Hammond, Boris Johnson, Jeremy Hunt, Dominic Raab and Liz Truss. We've included a link to the clip in today's newsletter. In terms of something else we're watching out for today, we're on standby and waiting for a verdict in Alexei Navalny's case. Prosecutors have sought a 13-year sentence for Navalny for fraud and contempt of court, something many of his supporters say are trumped-up charges. Remember that Navalny is President Putin's most prominent opposition figure. In August 2020, he was poisoned by a nerve agent, with many pointing the finger at Putin. He was flown to Berlin for medical treatment in a medically induced coma. Upon his return to Moscow in early 2021, he was arrested and has since been in jail for violating bail conditions, conditions he couldn't meet while recovering. Months after the poisoning, CNN aired an explosive piece showing an FSB agent duped by Navalny himself into providing details of the poisoning. You can watch it in today's newsletter. If you haven't seen it before, it is so, so worth a watch. Another story we're keeping an eye on, for the last few weeks, singer Ed Sheeran has had a case in court where he stands accused of copying another artist's music in his famous song, Shape of You, a claim Sheeran strenuously denies. 
The closing arguments in the trial are expected today, with a judgment expected to come at a later date. Now, in the US, Senate confirmation hearings have begun for President Biden's nomination to replace Justice Breyer on the Supreme Court. Ketanji Brown-Jackson, if confirmed by a simple majority, would be the first black woman to serve on the court. It's worth noting here that the US Senate is currently made up of 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans. In the event of a tie, Vice President Kamala Harris would cast the deciding vote. Basically, unless Jackson receives no Republican support and at least one Democrat voting against her, she will be confirmed as the next justice. Hashtag now you know. As expected, the Biden administration announced Myanmar's military treatment of the Rohingya people amounted to genocide and crimes against humanity. For anyone who's ever wondered where the term genocide came from, it actually has quite a powerful story. We put up an Instagram post about this yesterday, but basically the word genocide is a combination of the Greek word genos, which means race, and the Latin word side, which means killing. The term was coined by Raphael Lemkin, a Polish Jew who lost more than 40 family members to the Nazis. Now have your say. In Monday's news fix, we mentioned a new law in Wales banning the physical punishment of children. We asked you guys on our Instagram account what you thought. 71% of you support the law, while nearly three quarters, 74%, were smacked by a parent as a child. A minority of 45% of you believe physical punishment can sometimes be acceptable. When asked if there should be different laws when it comes to parents and other carers, it was split completely down the middle, 50-50. In terms of some opinions that were expressed, the first one said, I received plenty of smacks from my parents and I'm glad they did to whip me into line and teach me manners. A second contrasting opinion said, it wouldn't be acceptable to hit an adult and should be the same for parents. Now today marks five years since the terror attack on London's Westminster Bridge and Parliament. The attack led to the deaths of four people, including police officer Keith Palmer. In Twitter trends, Kylie Jenner is trending online. Why? Well, it's because nearly seven weeks after the birth of her son, Jenner announced on Instagram the baby's name is no longer Wolf. In a story, she said, we just didn't really feel like it was him. No new name was revealed. And lastly, to end on quite a sweet note, a couple of weeks ago, we ended our newsletter with a special video of a young Ukrainian girl singing Frozen while in a bomb shelter. Well, she just sang Ukraine's national anthem on stage in front of a huge audience at a charity concert in Poland. According to ITV News, the seven-year-old fled to the neighboring country with her siblings and grandmother. As expected, of course, the video is included in today's newsletter, and in just a couple of hours, it has more than 3.7 million views. That's today's fix. Have a great day.